All right, guys, it's about that time. Chris Brooks here with you on the Rebels 247 podcast, part of the 247 Sports Network, and inside the Rebels. Good morning to you here on a Monday morning to get the week started. May 23rd. It's not just the May 23rd thing that gets you. It's also the 2022 thing that gets you. Some of you, if you're like in my, uh, if you're in my generation, my demographic, like you remember Y2K like yesterday. And now I'm looking down at 2022. 2022 is the number that back in the day you wondered if we were going to be here. You know what I mean? I mean, it's just crazy how time flies by. And now I'm graduating kids. I'm scrolling through Facebook this morning. And uh, good friends of mine who I've watched their kids growing up, not only are their kids, you know, graduating high school, they're graduating college, they're getting married. I saw one this morning getting married. Uh, you know, Mike Jones was a mentor of mine that worked with him at Mississippi College for uh, about a decade. And uh, awesome guy. His grandson, Zach. Man, did not expect to see that. Did Michael and Amy's kids, Zach, didn't, for those of you that know the Joneses over, over in this part, in this neck of the woods. Yeah, that, that took me off guard. I did not expect to see that. But anyway, I hope you had a good weekend. I hope you had a busy weekend, found some things to do. You had the PGA Championship that was going on that I watched some. But uh, obviously, we're watching the baseball season wind down. And a big weekend with Texas A&M. You know, the last time I got on the podcast was Friday morning. And things were, they were looking up. You know, the idea was that just win a couple of games, just one in the A&M weekend, and then the RPI would be such that, you know, postseason looked good. And for the most part, everything worked out fine. You know, you had the Thursday night game in which, you know, Mike Bianco and and John Gaddis uh, have suspensions from that when Gaddis plunks a guy. You know, you, we've, we've already gone over that before. But anyway, um, Bianco's not there for the Friday game. Ole Miss ends up winning that one. I think it was 14-6. to six. I hope I don't give that to you wrong. Pretty sure that was a 14-6 to six ball game. And then uh, it didn't go so well on Saturday. You know, Ole Miss uh, gets, get, gets beat pretty good in that one. But here's the good news. A&M had such a ranking that almost no matter what, you weren't going to be hurt in terms of the RPI. And, uh, and, and they really weren't. Now they're still inside the top 40. It's looking like that they will get a bid to a regional. They're in the NCAA tournament. Uh, good news and bad news. You're playing one of the single elimination games as a nine seed. But the team that you get to match up with is Vandy, which, crazy as it sounds, is the eighth seed in the tournament, but is the number five team in the country in terms of RPI. Don't know how that worked out like that. It just did. So the Rebels draw Vandy. The good thing about that is, again, that's another RPI game. And no matter what happens, if, you, if you're able to pull off the upset, well, then great. But if you're not, then it shouldn't hurt things. And I'm probably going to get with Jared a little bit later today to go a little more in depth on that. But the baseball season, 
it, it it's in the books in terms of the regular season. The, uh, the I don't want to go real deep into the latest RPI numbers and and all of those things. Um, Ole Miss bumped down a couple of spots. I know they're still in the top forty. Uh, I, I the last thing I saw from D one baseball. Would you like this? I might put this on the board today. How would you feel about traveling down to the University of Southern Mississippi for a baseball regional? Because they've won a few games here the last week, and now they are back into that discussion. I think they had them as a potential number nine national seed. So if that worked out like that and Southern ends up hosting down there, what are your thoughts on going down there to USM's regional? It could happen. It could happen. I'm sure they would not be thrilled to see Ole Miss in their regional as a three seed, but but it could definitely happen. Um, so we'll see what happens there with the SEC tournament with the potential postseason past that. And really, people, I mentioned this last week. It's kind of depressing for me as we kind of wrap down uh, May here. We're on the 23rd. This is the last week in terms of the full schedule of games on campus. And then we're into the postseason. But uh, but we're winding down here, and we'll see what happens there. Um, some football news. Uh, the, the Well, first, the softball team dropped their game against UCLA. Had a really good season. Had a, great, had, a, had a great season, as a matter of fact. But they bow out over the weekend, so, you know, that's in the books for them. We still have some other sports that are, you know, still have some things to go with, whether it's tennis or, or golf, those type things. But I want to switch gears here. We're obviously paying attention to the baseball, but I wanted to do a little bit of football. There was a visit over the weekend, and honestly, this one just kind of slipped under me. It was a 2024 quarterback, Walker White, out of Arkansas. And uh, and honestly, didn't know. I mean, I I, I did, can't say I had a, just a ton of insight on him. So you make a few phone calls after the visit to say, you know, hey, what's the deal here? Is this the guy that they're targeting? Um, I don't know if they're really targeting anybody for 24 in terms of just point at a guy and that's our guy. I don't think that I don't think it's time for that yet. Yeah, there are some names out there. Obviously, you would do that, but I I don't think it's just narrowed down to that kind of scope. However, he makes the trip this weekend. Steve Wilfon, which appreciate Steve doing that, had a story up on him early, early this morning about his visit. And if you look at his comments, obviously he is very high on the Rebels. And the quote was something along the lines of he he did not want to say much, but he still he lets you know where he is. Here's the quote. Um, asked about uh, Ole Miss and coming back and the visit and everything. Just said, I really love them, he said. That's all I can say. You know, a lot of these guys don't want to say too much. Um, they're not going to throw out their – and I've gotten to where I almost even hate asking the question, hey, could you narrow it down to three or four? These are going to be the standard answers you're getting right now in recruiting. So I'm giving you this so you don't make too much of any of it. It's just par for the course. Hey, are you narrowing it down? Are you wide open? Which would it be? No, I'm wide open. I'm considering everybody right now. Don't want to narrow things down. Um, you're going to see more and more of these guys that drag it out a little more and see what opportunities are out there. Even guys who, let's say, I've run into this a few times, even guys that might in their head already have a couple of schools that they really like, right? 
they still want to see what's out there in terms look, the NIL stuff out there, all of that. Uh, the Nick Saban, Jimbo Fisher fight at the end of last week, which that still spilled over into the weekend. Uh, all of those things that we've been talking about, they at least want to see what's out there before they they make the decision or before they start cutting schools off. You know what I mean? So that I wouldn't make too much of some of those comments. Um, you know, back in the day, you ask a kid, hey, you know, who are your couple of favorites? And they were more willing to tell you, like, these are the couple of schools. Uh, they're very hesitant to do that these days. And it's not just the NIL stuff. Some of it is this, just they're more educated. What does it benefit? Like, we can use Walker White as an example. What does it benefit him to narrow it down to just a couple of schools or to say too much about, oh, yeah, that's the school that I really want to go to? It's just it's, it's doing nothing for him at this point. So they're going to be a little tight-lipped on it. But he said, I had an amazing time, loved every part of it. My favorite part was talking football by far. Absolutely love learning the basics of the offense with Coach Charlie Weiss. I took a lot of that. A lot. I took a lot out of that time with him in the office. So I'm looking at just a few quotes here, and I'm reading the word loved once, twice, three times in just a few sentences. Okay, that's uh, that's not a bad thing. That's a good sign. So we'll see if he ends up being the guy for Ole Miss for the 2024 class, which means we're talking about a kid coming back in Arkansas. He plays at Christian Academy, and he's one of the top couple hundred players in the country. We're talking about a guy that is going into his junior year and is ranking right now in terms of just the quarterbacks. He's number 14 in the country. He's ranked as the top player in the state of Arkansas and nationally number 161 overall. Has a good offer list, all of those things. He's got an offer from Arkansas. Um, but what Kendall Bryles is doing there, you know, you start asking yourself what kind of fit this is. He's 6'3", 215, but um, he can he can spin it. He can really throw it. He'd probably be, just from what I've seen little of him on Huddle late yesterday, uh, he'd be a good fit for what Lane Kiffin wants to do. But keep an eye on him. Now, other than him, if we're looking at the recruiting roundup stuff over the weekend, there's not a ton. You know, I bumped into um, this kid, Corian Gibson from Texas, and have messaged him back and forth a few times. Feels like he's open. He, like I said, he's out of the state of Texas. This is a 5'10", 5'11", 160-pound, 170-pound speedster kind of a guy, DB. He was, uh, he's a 2024, very successful in Texas. From reading through several of his stories, I get the feeling it'll be hard to pull him out of Texas. Not impossible, but he'll be a tough pull. But he does want to see what's outside of the state first, just to see what's out there. And Ole Miss is trying to get into the game. I don't want to say late. Like you can be late on a kid that's going into his junior year. But he already has a, a whole lot of offers and is well down the, the road in terms of recruiting. Where some kids, you know, like a Dante Dowdell, didn't really start getting the crazy offers until the spring before senior year. This is a kid that's already there. Uh, but Ole Miss throwing their hat in the ring on him. We'll see where that goes. Had a chance to catch up with Justin Jefferson over the weekend. That's the the linebacker out of Pearl River that Ole Miss offered at the end of last week, and then Alabama offers him right after that. And I get the idea from him, 
And just from what I'm following around the network from other people and from, from a few coaches in that league, he'll be a big deal recruit. 6'3", 220. Um, he lists 4'3", but doesn't really matter. What if he's a 4'4"? Like, he can, he can run. Had a very good season last year in the MACCC. And uh, not shocking that, that he's kind of blowing up here. But what he told me was that, yeah, he was excited about the offer from Ole Miss. And I'm looking through some stuff I've already written up on him now. I'll have a story later with some quotes from him. Uh, felt blessed to get the offer, but, you know, he's taking his time. And he wants to see what's out there before he starts making a ton of decisions. So he's in, he's in that place. Open to any and all offers and, and opportunities at this point. I'm not going to start leaning this way or the other until I have visited and had a chance to talk to everyone interested in me. So that's a, a mature kid that's going to, you know, wait this out and see what's all out there before he, before he makes decisions. But um, he would be a big get for, for Ole Miss if they're able to land him. And, you, look, you always like the idea that it's, an, he's, it's not a high school kid anymore, but still in-state in terms of it's in the Mississippi Junior College League and, and Ole Miss has a, has a lot of success in that league. And it's, it's still staying you know, close to here. So we'll see what happens with him. Other than that, there's not just a ton going on right now other than just offers still seemingly flying out every day, and we're keeping up with that, me and David, and, and you know, seeing what interest is out there. Um, if you are trying to wait for the baseball stuff and to see you know exactly what's going on to the end of that, like I said, I'm going to get with Jared a little bit later today and do a quick 10, 15-minute interview, some of his thoughts at the end of the year chances are going in look not just vandy if they beat vandy then you play tennessee and we've already seen tennessee this year look you saw what tennessee did with mississippi state and i don't care how bad a season that you're having what tennessee's doing is crazy the year that they're they've put together the lineup the arms what tennessee has done there is just as nuts but i'll grab jared for some of that if you're into the national calendar day stuff uh, there's nothing going on today Sorry about that. There's just, there's, there's not much there. There's not much there for you to celebrate. It's something dumb. What was it? Like national, uh, like national taffy day. Like anybody's making a big deal out of that. So no barbecue day, no nurses week, or there's, there's just, there's nothing good for you out there today. But we're tracking the baseball team to see what happens in the SEC tournament, what kind of seed they get. Maybe they could go on a run here at the end and make everybody forget about what happened in the regular season. I hope they do. I'm pulling for them. All right, that's going to do it for today. I'll try to track down Jared today to bring you that a little bit later on. Get your week off to a good start. This is Chris Brooks with the Rebels 247 Podcast. I'll talk to you tomorrow.